to Beyond the Ring, a podcast that covers all things in the stock show industry from the informative to the insane, starring Ryan Rash and a flock of pigeons be a flamingo and Dale Hummel. The opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Now on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Ring. This is Dale Hummel along with co-star Ryan Rash. Hello, hello, hello. Ryan, I had a new experience this week that you will probably appreciate. You have new experiences every day, Dale. I can't wait to hear. I do, but this this one would be one you, you appreciate. I, I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a shoulder problem that goes back to a, a motocross injury that occurred several years ago. Uh, in my pursuit to fulfill childhood dreams, I caused much bodily damage. So I go to the chiropractor, try to get a fix on that or some temporary relief. And the power is out. Somebody hit a. They could just cut your arm off. They had to cut off at the, at the. I mean, right at the shoulder. It is definitely up high. So they give me the doctor's number. I can handle this. <laughs> they usually give me this electrical stimulation that just contracts your muscles, and then she readjusts things and ice and hot. And I don't know if it, it helps long term, but it does feel better for a little while. But this time the power is off. She says, "Well, we can't do the shock treatment or whatever that would be called." And she says, if you, are you familiar with acupuncture? And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I, I know little about it, and it appears painful. And I'm not real open to the idea. She continues to tell me all the benefits from it, and reluctantly, I, I go ahead and agree to allow acupuncture for my shoulder. She lied. Absolutely lied. So how did you not think people sticking thousands of little needles in you was going to be painful? I mean, how, how? She, she was... She, she basically said how much it would help and there'd be no pain at all. So I'm not sure if it was the thought of 12 needles going into me or the actual pain itself, but I had an unpleasant experience when, when I would not look at the needles that are in my shoulder and going all the way down to my wrist. And I, I still don't completely understand it. I understand deferred pain and hitting certain nerves to, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see long-term benefits, maybe, maybe short-term. So it was fine when I wasn't looking at my arm after five, 10 minutes or so. And I think they're in there for 30 minutes. Um, if I wouldn't look at it, I was okay. But I'd look at it, get a little queasy. I, I, I told her, I was very honest with her, that I was the little kid that when you're getting ready to get a vaccination or a shot, I would pass out. I, I tried to be open with her and she, she had nothing. So I, I got a little queasy, a little sweaty. It, it was, I did not pass out, but it was not a pleasant experience. Dale, I don't, I don't know what to say about all this. Um, I'm glad that uh, you were right, I guess. You knew it was going to be fine. Have you had acupuncture experience or know anything about it? No, Dale, I'm not going to let people stick thousands of tiny needles in me because I know it will be painful. <laughs> and, and I don't, yeah, it's probably more in my head than painful. But anyway, some news came out about Houston. Yeah, well, Houston gave us all like quite a scare there for about 15 minutes and then we they cut their messaging back on track and we all figured it out. But yeah, Houston moved the rodeo to May. Well, at first when this came out and again, I don't know if it was, we just didn't listen properly or whatever. We all thought the whole thing had moved to May and we were all about flipping, but yeah. And it wasn't just you. I, I had a couple of calls about it too. And, and it was just, the whole thing was moved. Yeah. It's just the rodeo of it all. And the horse show. Ropaho is moving. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So the Ropaho and the Pony Show is moving from May 4th to 23rd. And so, but the stock show is still going on in March. Which I, I appreciate. And in theory, it's not as time sensitive 
as feeding a pig or a steer or even a lamb, I guess the goats would be fine. I was having night terrors in the middle of the day of 500 pound stale pigs and <laughs> rodeo Houston of it all. You, you had a 10 or 15 minute period that was very much in panic mode. I was the most panicked. I am not going to lie. I will admit it. I was scared to death. I was like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did try to calm the gay by by telling them if they're doing this, that it's obviously for a reason. They really probably had no choice, so it's better than than canceling. And I and I do appreciate you would assume there's some negotiations going on with the the mayor and the health department and those type of things. So we're being proactive. And in my mind, that is much better to try to get that work through and the approach they're taking to try to make sure this happens. And and I'm, I'm sure they have offsite locations in the works as well. So it's, it's a positive thing that we're, we're at least looking down the road to make sure we continue to get these kids in the show ring. Again, they can move the rodeo wherever they want. Just don't mess with the stock show. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's, I hope that's the case. Eric Swell, Swellwell. I had brought him up to you earlier this morning, just briefly, Ryan, and way, way too close. This is a, I believe a Democrat from California and had a Chinese spy, informant, whatever you want to call her in his camp while he was on the intelligence committee. And obviously there's a reason that she was on there. And he's very upset because this happened many years ago or several years ago. And he's saying, well, Trump or somebody in the Trump administration has leaked it out just because he's been hard on Trump. But the, the bigger picture is the Communist Chinese Party have sent informants, students, spies, whatever you want to call them into our country for many, many years, and we allowed, and even in some cases encouraged such, we have politicians out there that as of today are still taking on Chinese interns. I, I don't have anything against the people of China, but I have a lot Dale, you're such the, a liar. You have not so the people, much not, people of China. No, the Chinese leaders I do. The actual people, I, I, I don't. I, I really can't imagine they're that bad of people, but they're very much suppressed and, and beaten down from, from the leadership. So there have been numerous interns uh, for politicians from China. As long as I can remember, Ryan, going back to when I was in graduate school and even before that, graduate school, at least at the University of Illinois, and I'm just going to throw a rough number out there. I don't have the statistics, but I'm going to say close to 50% when I was there were foreign nationals and a large portion of them from China. Why would we not only educate, but these, the Chinese Communist Party, when, when they allow the visa to come over here for whatever reason, they, they do make the statement, we may call on you at some point for information. But even educating the rest of the world, I'm, I'm a pretty big America first person, and I, I can't understand why we take positions away from U.S. students to give to the foreign nationals and educate them to take that information back to their country. Can you explain this to me, Ryan? No, all I can tell you is that I did my very best in college to get this problem under control because, see, at A&M, we have a large population of China, Chinese people, however you want to call them, there. And how or why? Why? Well, I don't, I don't know, but Dale, you're missing the point. I actually hit two of them with my car. <laughs> that is a good point. One was on <laughs> a bike, a and the other one was walking crossway. But I did hit two of them. So, I mean, I did all I could. At the same time? No. Or two different, different incidents? Yeah, two different incidents. So you were working at I also it. gave them 100 bucks, and they went on their way. So, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that is 
That is something. Yeah, I, I get it. So I, I did all I could. Speaking of China and the China virus, we, we do have some people out there not willing to take the COVID vaccine. Hey, somebody got vaccinated in England. Yes, uh, the very first, I believe a 90-year-old lady or something close to that. Why, why do you think people are reluctant to take this? I don't know. <laughs> you do know? No, I don't. I, I believe it to be in part the fact that it was on warp speed and it was developed much more rapidly, which I think it needed to be, than any other vaccines in history. And the fact that Trump said it was safe, that you're going to have a segment of the population rather than a science or common sense standpoint, Trump's associated with, I'm not doing it, which is complete and total ignorance. I just think that, like, whether you want to take the vaccine, not take the vaccine, I don't care. I just want the vaccine out there so we can, like, end all this other bullshit that is involved with the China virus of it all. <laughs> like, Oh, absolutely. Which your brother Fauci, I'm all about him, by the way. Love no, him. I'm out. I am completely out. Yeah. He's great. Anyway, he. I yeah. thought he was going to get. I thought he was going to get fired after the election. By Biden's rehired him for something. I think he even got a promotion. But anyway, he did have an interview at some point in this week before I came to the NFR and haven't seen a whole lot besides bars since I got here. But before that, he had an interview and he said that he thought full capacity sporting events would be a thing in the fall of 2021. I, I would like, I think we can be sooner than that. Hey, fall of 2021 ain't that far away. Let's no, I, I want it. I want it summer. And if I do the calculations and listen to what our president is saying about his. Did Biden hire you, Dale? He, no, he no, should. Okay. No, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't work, but, but Trump thought about it. I, I had a visit with one of his people the other day. Perfect. When he came out with the America first push again with the defense act where he will implement that if he needs to, as our pharmaceutical companies try to send vaccines outside of our country and we still need it here, Trump says, no, no, that that's not happening. And I'm sure that's going to upset a lot of people. I'm okay with it. And if that's the case, we're going to have a large number of vaccines. And I would predict, and, and I don't have maybe as much information to predict this, but I'm going anyway, that the average person, the population, if they so choose to take it, April, May, June. And I can't imagine once the vaccine's in place that by summer, at least here, that we shouldn't be pretty full speed. And I think we will be in many, many of the states. Maybe not California, maybe not Illinois, maybe Dude, not Michigan. 39 million people in California are on lockdown right now. Full <laughs> lockdown. A lot of, that is a big lockdown. And, and how many of those are saying this is bullshit and we're not doing it? It's I growing. Know. 39 million people. That's a lot. Oh, it is. It is. It is a lot. So I, I looked at with, with this, tried to put a little common sense and maybe science That's half into the this. Biden voters. If they would have locked this <laughs> bitches down during the election, we wouldn't have this problem. But anyway, mail in mail in ballots. We forgot about the year. You're forgetting about that part that, that did bite the red party in the ass. Hey, at least my state's suing. OK, what is your state doing, Dale? We're we're we have Beetlejuice on it. And I believe Pritzker is is making a push. And I think it's all the wrong direction. My state is suing Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, and I think Michigan. And there's 62 electoral votes. And people are pretty excited about it. And I have to apologize. I am not. 
I'm not fully aware of. Uh, I don't think I they're, they're aware either. Accomplish. No, I, 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 I think it's a great either. idea. I, I don't know enough about it, but I think it's a great idea. Arkansas also went with them later. They announced that they are in on that. But yeah, I'm not sure. Basically, what they're saying is is that those four states elections were fraudulent, and because of those electoral votes, that affects their state because of changes who the presidency goes to now how what the legal precedent or if there is a legal precedent or anything about this i am unaware i'm gonna say there is no legal precedent but there is a common sense approach that it will affect them and they're using the term voting irregularities and 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 that that is the key how how bad were the voting irregularities in those four states and i i think there's enough information to say there's no question there were voting irregularities but it will become up to the Supreme Court to decide, was this something that, that truly changed the election? And, you know, I'm not even sure that you need to come up with that, but rather the fact there were too damn many of them. Well, I think that Brian Kemp should be thrown out of office. That That's first. He needs to go. Gone. He will not even let them. If he would just say, we're going to check the voter signatures on these things, Trump wins Georgia. Now, granted, that doesn't give him enough to stay in the White House. But what what about what about the two suitcases that that were on the security camera they pulled out from under the table and just after they kicked everybody out because of water line break and started running them through the machines? What about that? How does that not affect anything? Exactly, that's part of their law. Is you have to check the voter signature, but nope, not so much. Not going to do it. Mm-mm. And he's a Republican. The state legislature in in my, I guess, observation is the only one that can change that. And many of the states just had the secretary of state or the governor making those changes. Georgia, all the eyes of the world are on Georgia. <laughs> it is. I want to, I want to circle back briefly to, to the vaccine from the standpoint that, that I, I think there are a lot of questions out there and a lot of people that maybe do not understand that they're talking about it. It appears as though half the population is concerned about the potential side effects that may come along with the vaccine. Unlike many traditional methods of vaccine production uh, that are based off of utilizing a weakened version of the given virus that they are trying to protect against, to to develop a COVID-19 vaccine, the pharmaceutical companies have taken a more unconventional approach. The biological difference is we're asking the human body to make the defense protein mechanism by delivering messenger RNA into the cell that manufactures a protein and in turn induces a body immune response. This will be the first time that an RNA-based vaccine has been released in mass approved for humans. And, and I can understand, I understand that being a little questionable and, and people may be a little sketchy about it. But if I look at it with an objective mind, when we talk about the efficacy rates of 95% on Pfizer, 941 on Moderna, those contacts I have in the science world are unconcerned with side effects because of the biological mechanism to to induce that immune response, but they are concerned about the efficacy rates. They, they, they find it hard to believe because the best rate we've ever had in history was a two-dose vaccine for the measles that was at 97%. And we're talking mid to upper 90s on these COVID vaccines in a very short period of time, which is amazing. And maybe possible because they went an unconventional route to get to that point. But I, I guess if I were to throw it out there and people ask me about it, I, I am going to take a vaccine. 
I think we're going to need it to go from country to country and to, to travel. Uh, vaccine passport or antibody, I don't know what they're going to call it, but it, it's going to be in place, I think, at some point for some period of time. And no concerns in, in, in my mind that we could spend five years developing it and we don't know what the long-term 10 or 20-year thing effect would be. I hope there isn't one and it doesn't appear to be, there's no reason for it from a biological explanation. But I am concerned that maybe we will not, the coronavirus is a challenge and, and those in the science world are still concerned how long the antibodies are going to last and, and how often we'll need boosters. I think that's all yet to be told. But if we actually get out and take the vaccine, herd immunity is here, we get back to normal. So I'm concerned that if people don't take the vaccine, we're going to prolong this further than what I would like. couple points here. Number one, they haven't said it. Well, they've all but said to like travel to a different country, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Number two, they haven't said it, but it's it's out there and floating around. I think to fly on a plane anywhere in the United States, you're probably going to have to have this thing. I'm just being honest. I mean, there are rumors, but there's nothing hardcore of that. But I'm just saying, I feel like that that's where it's going. So, of course. I'm going to be the most vaccinated person in the history of the world. <laughs> like I'm going to carry them with me in my purse so I can, but, um, <laughs> you can show them. Hey, here, here it yeah, is. Here's where I, my and So, um, I'm like you, like, I think what the most of Americans don't understand is that the reason this deal is here so quick, it's not that they like cut corners or did things. Trump cut red tape. There's a difference. Exactly. And I'm still concerned why the FDA is taking a week or two weeks. Just look at the information and make a decision. Be done. Trump cut all this nonsense and stupid red tape out to get this here. It wasn't that the pharmaceutical companies did a shoddy or quick, you know, job on this. It's just no one's going to know if there's a side effect 20 years later. I mean. No, it doesn't matter if it took 10 months to make the vaccine or five months. That isn't going to change. I mean, it's just going to be what it is. Like, that's going to happen. And that's not just with the Rona vaccine. That's every vaccine that's been made in mankind. I mean, you know, it's kind of how it is. But I'm telling you, these people, like, I'm here at the NFR. And I was at the Cowboy Christmas in the Tarrant County Convention Center yesterday. And I mean, it wasn't like shoulder to shoulder packed, but there's a bunch of people in there, but it's a large space or a bunch of people in there. Walmart crowded Walmart. Yeah. I mean, but at the front, at every entrance, it says you must have a mask. They have people walking around in there that have holding a little sign that says you must wear a mask. And if you don't have a mask on, then they ask you to put one on. I'm telling you, 40% of the people in there weren't wearing a mask and they didn't put one on when asked. They're over it. They're done. They're not, they're not complying anymore. And like, I'm not saying they were rude, but they also were like, yeah, I'm not doing it. If, if we're to that point, take the vaccine so we don't have to wear a mask anymore, people. And, and it's not gravely different if you need it to travel or on an airplane than what it is to enter the eighth grade or, or what we have to, to vaccinate our children for to, to put them into kindergarten. So I, it's not something wildly new that we're going to strongly encourage these vaccines. Are you ready for the main topic? Well, since it's my topic and my idea. Uh, by the way, are you the most excited? 
By the way, listeners, y'all need to like attack Dale privately. Go, I mean, if y'all <laughs> need you. his phone Thank number you, or you. snap code or anything like that, y'all just hit up the gay. I'll give it to you. Cause I've had like the last topics guests for like three months now. Dale's done nothing. I'm <laughs> doing nothing that many. <laughs> but making Dale famous and, no, and oh he's doing nothing. So this topic was this topic was absolutely yours, and I think it's a, a great one. Therefore, I am boycotting the rest of 2020. I'm not coming up with any more topics. I'm not coming up with any more guests. <laughs> it is all Dohumo because I already came up with the topic to lead off 2021 too. So next three weeks, it's all you, boo. Now you did have a, a recommendation for next week that I, I don't know if you were serious about. Was I drunk? No, this was well may have some alcohol still in your system, but uh, maybe it just bring Sheree on to talk about Ryan's childhood. Oh, no, that was your idea. Oh. Hell wants Sheree on. That'll be Don't great. Don't you think she'd have some great stories? Uh, I think y'all oh, will. They'd be the best stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, tune out if Sheree's on here because y'all, it's, first off, it's all going to be lies. The most amount of fake news. And her and Dale will just sit here and talk about how they're masters of the universe. But anyway, no. <laughs> Well, you you take us into I can I can start us out on the main topic, but before we address the main topic, uh, we would like to extend a thank you to Sullivan Show Supply for their continued efforts to make this industry the best it can be for youth across the country, and we we do appreciate that. Ryan, what is the main topic today? So the main topic today is we've all been there at shows and show rings across the country, and like I we put this on our personal social medias and beyond the ring social media. But like, we've all been there and somebody has said something while judging a show and you went, what? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Eh, eh, eh." Uh, Yeah. No. So it is stock show sorter terms, phrases, or other things that make you go. "Hmm." And I'm going to be honest. Like I, I thought it was a fun topic. It got a lot of response. And I got called out on some things, and that's fine. We're not here to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. So if your feelings are easily hurt and you might listen to this and think, oh, what are they were talking about me, then just tune out now. Because, again, I got called out on my own social media. I don't think the people knew that they were calling me out, but I'm like, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and my I feelings found, I found that my feelings weren't hurt. So either and it's not just not just for bad for terms we we don't like but it could be positive terms could be confusing to anything just ones that make you think yeah and so got lots of response and stuff and one of the b- biggest response deals that got the most topics it was is actually like my number three i didn't come up with the top 10 list but i came up with the top five list but i think the first thing about it is that i do want to address this because this was not in my top five i heard this and like people got all over it uh when a judge says this one's a nickel so and so. I knew that was coming. You and just like, stole the, you just stole somebody's question and answer for the day. Oh uh, well, I'm sorry. It's okay. We can move we move a little for a fact. Because like that was one up of the, in the lineup. That was oh. like one of the biggest things on there is a nickel and all this stuff. All right. I have never said a nickel that I am fully aware of, but I have said uh, the term that I use is shade. And because, like, colors, whatever color is, there's various shades of them. And so that is what I'll say. You know, this one is a shade straight through shoulder and knee to the ground and stuff like that. I don't term nickel, but, like, evidently, the world does not like the term nickel. 
They don't. They don't. I, I, but but you you're using the word shade in replacement of nickel or exactly or same thing. I, I don't say nickel, but I do say shade, and I admit that I say shade. So if you don't like shade, then just tune me out. But anyway, but I do say that. I I think it is, and I think why people say nickel or shade or you know any of that is they are trying to say you know maybe this isn't perfect here, but it's not absolutely disqualifying in that judge's mind. Where maybe nickel is considered i consider it the same but i i think maybe just I, that word bothers them it, it was it was a heated topic it, they there was a lot of response i get what they're saying but i'm just saying uh, the way i say it is shade i understand what sorters are doing when they say that it hasn't ever offended me like it offends everybody else i'm on social media but it's just out there so nobody use nickel no more you're gonna get rocks thrown at you i think but yeah no and and i i'm in complete agreement i've heard i I don't believe that i've ever used it not not that i'm aware of but but similar terminology just a different different word meaning the same thing but you're you are absolutely correct that that word does it seem to to strike a nerve i listen to people say it i understand what they're they're saying it doesn't i I don't say i like it or dislike. it doesn't it doesn't affect i mean like i said i've heard it and i know what they're getting at and it doesn't offend me but we are in the minority because it's the most. We are. That's that surprised me a little bit. Uh, I was like, ah, well, but and again, some people got offended, and there's no reason to get offended because it was first off, it's a funny topic, and it's things that need to happen. I mean, can be discussed and whatever else. But like people on there, there's nothing wrong with these terms. There, I, I think what people were getting at is if anybody can say whatever they want as long as it's accurate. And that is that is the the heart of it right there. And that's how I interpreted it. And I mean, like, I think that was the thing. And again, some people got feelings hurt and it got a little heated there and there. But I think what the gist was is you can say whatever you like about whatever animal, if you're out there in the ring and you're sorting, as long as it's accurate and it fits. And, you know, like last week when we were talking with Chris Mullinex or whatever, he was talking about me and how I say wild stuff out in the ring. But if it actually did not fit the scenario and wasn't accurate, then it wouldn't work and it wouldn't be popular because it would be dumb. And so, and I'll be a complete train wreck. Right. And I sort every level of show there is almost every single weekend. And so like people will come up to me at shows afterwards. Well, you didn't say a lot of cool stuff. Again, you can't just throw shit out there when it doesn't work. (laughs) I mean, it's got to fit and it's got to be in the moment in the situation relevant. And so I get that part of it. But I think the thing is that most of the people that responded to this on social media, they don't care what you say, as long as it actually fits and matches and is accurate. Say, say whatever you want. I would agree. And and there's a traditional mindset. If you you go way back in time and, and I've abandoned this, but in my early days of coaching and when I was coached, we did have what I call species specific terms that were very, very much formal. And if we use that, that hog term in a cattle set or vice versa, somewhat frowned upon, I think those, those borders and boundaries have definitely been broken down. And, and as long as it describes them. And, and You're welcome, Dale. I did that. Thanks. I'll take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you had a, a, a large hand in that or a large play in it, but there, there was a time when that that was just not. I mean, they thought, well, that's that that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're using a sheep term and a cattle class or whatever it is. But those those boundaries are gone, and I think even to the point now, 
I couldn't agree more with what Ryan had mentioned. It doesn't, and, and it was on this on social media and people touching base with with us. They're not concerned with that term, as, except for nickel. Yeah, as much as our, they just want it to be fitting on the animal and accurate, and and they're good to go. But one thing that I I was like, yeah, that was what he said, and I think Dale will agree too. Somebody put on mine. Sound enough is not a possible. It's not you don't get to say that they're either sound or they aren't. There's not sound enough, and so I agreed with that person. I was like, yeah, what what they said, and so. <laughs> But we may be a little more critical on that. Exactly. I don't think, I mean, like, it didn't get a whole lot of hype, but that was, like, one of my favorite ones. I was like, bingo! What this man right here says, there is no such thing as sound enough. I like this. Yeah. You're either sound or you're not. And that's all there is to it. Well, now, now I'm going to have to, we're going to have a very short question and answer because I I do not run these question and answers. I grab them and, and go and don't discuss them with Ryan. But Sarah Nichols threw out there in our question and answer, and we probably should address it now. What is the term sound describing? What does sound describe? In our mind, it's very clear, but maybe maybe it's not in other other people's minds. Oh, well, what I'm talking about, then is I'm talking about that uh, animal's ability to move, the angles that are created by, you know, the shoulder, the knee, the hock, all those different things. And, like, you can judge soundness both when they are standing still and when they're in motion, like it's not just one or the other. Like I, I could constantly evaluate an animal's soundness from the time it comes into the ring, whether it is, you know, moving or sometimes attempting to move or standing still. And so basically the general structure of said animal. Yes. And and I think when you're standing still, we're, we're looking at the angles yeah. and when we go into motion, we're looking at the flexibility and, and how they, that knee knee sets in, how that pastern flex, the rear hock flexibility, all of those things come into play, even their spine flexibility, all of that comes into play in it. And I'm the same as Ryan. And we may be we may not be the same as every other person out there, but when I when I use the term sound, I'm talking about mobility, ease of getting across the ring. And I don't know that our vision of where the angles should be and how all feet maybe should point the same direction, all these things, I'm not one hundred percent correct that we are way accurate and this goes back to that speed dial line to mother nature but it is no question if we can get those animals to go out and move with minimal stress because of the movement does that make sense ryan get mm-hmm. across the ring and it doesn't they can they can hold up the ones if you're in a pig show and you drive those dang things for an hour are you going to figure out which ones are sound oh yeah it's not going to take that long at all act like <laughs> no no and and maybe they're not in shape in a minute. lot of various reasons <laughs> But just getting across the ring without stress because of, of joints or, or ill structure is, is where I'm going with it. And like, you know, somebody put on one of my things or on the social media, like a judge referred to one being sound as a cat. And she thought that was stupid because of correctness. Well, again, I don't use sound as a cat. I have said that, you know, one moves like a jungle cat stalking his prey. But Same thing. Same thing. But. I get what she's saying when she's talking about, because if you watch a cat move, maybe like the way that back leg is, isn't show ring perfect. But I think when judges refer to that, and this is what we're talking about being said, a cat moves with a great deal of ease. I think it's the best with, with no, no effort at all. Right. Just yeah. very effortlessly and a lot of ease. And so when judges were referring to being sound as a cat, I think that's what they're getting at. 
I also, and like you, no matter which way you describe Stennis, I think it is that, just how effortlessly and how the ease of that animal to be in motion. Exactly. And that, that's, that's, that's perfect. I think I'm glad this came up because I, we, we need people to maybe be on the same page or at least realize there's different opinions out there. And is, is a cat's pastern and, and angles what we would put in livestock? No, we, we would call it too soft pastern. We'd, we, but in all reality, when, when an animal gets out and flows and moves that easily, I had a discussion with a, a uh, experienced swine producer that's now no longer in the industry about these front leg issues that I, I tend to get hung up on where those front legs want to turn in and you're almost walking on the outside of that, that toe. And I, I had made a comment about it. He says, you ever seen a bear come at you? You know what? The bears kind of do the same thing and they can get along pretty fast. So I don't know if, if our vision is exactly right on, on what soundness is, but ease of movement across the ring, as Ryan just stated, maybe that's what it comes down to. Now, do I want those, those feet going close to, to straightforward and things looking the part on their angles as, as we were, taught to do so and, and what we see a lot of times absolutely no no question okay back up you had a conversation with a man about pig front feet and he <laughs> said to you have you ever seen a bear come at you i he did say that now i have not seen Who a bear come at me in life stands and watches a bear run Just at him did you run the hell not- away have we not talked about the Discovery Channel and Animal Planet? Oh, have we God. not discussed you know, this? Remember, who, remember the Animal Planet? Me and your children and your wife. Who are the people in your life? I am starting to question this. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate because the bears do the same damn thing. Now, I don't know that they're, yeah, I don't know. Our our vision of, of how they need to set on pasterns and so forth is maybe a little skewed, and we may want to ease up and just focus a little more on how they get across the ring. No, I'm good. I like what I do. And that bear, if that bear's coming at you, and you I'm, don't take the time I'm to running. Study it. I, I'm not going to take time <laughs> to study it. No, I'm getting the hell out of there. No, that's just all there is to that. A question that was posed to me by a, a, a cattle producer that I respect a great deal. He had asked me this past week, do we take into play? He brings, uh, there's a lot of people from South America and other countries that come through his place. And they, they, I can remember when I was in Australia in college, they were always talking about jaw strength in cattle and things that I hadn't really heard of before or put that much thought into. Well, these people from many countries come through there. And one thing that he was curious about, a lot of them talk about the importance of a cattle's head bobbing up and down a little bit when they take a stride or move. And and I've put a little thought into it. And our manager, Craig Benoit, had made a comment to me, and I believe he is correct, that if I look at the animals that are really effortless in their movement, a cat, I don't know about a bear, but we we can come up with some others. I guess when I when I look at cattle, I would prefer to see that one just like a a downhill skier going through the moguls. Their upper body doesn't hardly seem to move, even though they're going over three and four foot bumps coming down. That if that calf or or whatever age it is can hold its head up in in a, in a desirable position and it doesn't hardly move and they just float rather than than head coming up and down with the movement. To me, that's that's probably more of an indication of effortlessness. If the head is bobbing up and down, it's because the thing is too straight in its shoulder, and that's why it's <laughs> doing that. Now, I don't need downhill. You don't need to go through that much. Who told you this, sir? This, this, was, this is something that was coming as a positive, I believe. And maybe I was, I don't believe it misunderstood that, that some of the other 
people in other breeders in other countries want to see just a little bit of that. And I'm completely with you. It tells their me neck that and shoulder alignment and yes. are not right, and they're struggling. That's why they're moving their head up and down. I I agree completely. So it, that that's and that's Again, where, where our man are the Drake people in your life, sir? I just do not know. Sometimes I am the most concerned. I think it's that that speed dial I have to Mother Nature's why I get these. Oh, oh Lord, help us <laughs> all, baby <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Take um, us to another term. I have I have a couple left, but that sounds well, no. I mean, I haven't list. even got to my top five list, but I wanted to hit on like some that like got a lot of traction, and then the other one, the other one that I'm going to bring up uh, that got a lot of traction is uh, one of my friends in the cattle deal, and <laughs> I mean, it's Randy Mullenix, Chris Mullenix's brother. He um, <laughs> he said, "Careful, careful. Fresh oh, okay. doesn't your- mean starved," and. Uh, and so like a bunch of people like that or whatever. And so I think, and this goes to another question that we had talking about cattle being fresh or anything being fresh. A lot of times that is related to condition. And uh, somebody asked about smooth, like being a judge calling one smooth all the way through where they thought that that one was just fat. I get what Randy is referring to that a lot of like one being fresh doesn't mean that they have to be starved to death and skinny. I also get what the other person was saying is that they didn't feel like this animal was smooth. They just felt like it was really fat. So it appeared like a butterball smooth. But I think in terms of condition, when you were out there sorting, I, I do think there are some general references and lines and stuff like that. But I think a lot of, and again, people have to realize that judging is just a personal opinion. I think a lot of whether you call something out on condition of being too fat or too thin or what you're in your mind is is fresh or over conditioned has a lot to do with the environment that you grow up and the cattle that you feed or the hogs that you feed or the sheep. You know, I think a lot of that is more personal than a general assessment i guess is what i'm saying well inherently you're going to lean to that how what what what's impacted you and what you're familiar with and to me fresh becomes a little more about the appropriate weight the appropriate body condition and 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 maybe people don't want to talk about this but a good skin and hair coat goes goes a long ways with that and and i i do believe that people use it i I don't believe everybody's going to agree that this means fresh skinnier fatter all these, I think it's used, and and that is one of those terms that that did need to be brought up today. Because when a specific judge uses the term "fresh," the next judge may not agree with that. It, they may be looking a different angle, just like Ryan mentioned. What you grew up feeding and working with, or what you were in the trenches with, is going to affect what you perceive as fresh. Think about if Houston moved their hog show, Ryan, and we got these hogs way heavy, and we we didn't clip them, and they got a little longer. Uh, they're already longer haired. Old, coarse, stale hair, bad skin coat, old, too old indicates to me not fresh as well. See, yeah, that's and that, that's the thing that I'm, I'm with you completely, 100%. Like, when I'm describing stuff like this, fresh to me is more about just like what you said. If they appear to be youthful or in their prime show ring shape, it's not as much about fat cover or condition to me. It's more about their appearance. But then again, other people, like I was saying, this got brought up on social media, only 
think freshness or when they say freshness has to do with if they're over conditioned or they're in the right condition and stuff like that. So again, it's, it's, I think that is one of those things that is definitely more personal to each and every judge there. It's not as you can't blanket assess that. No, absolutely. And I think that's good. And you know what? This takes me uh, a little bit into a, another spin that I, I wanted to to bring in when we talk about fresh and, and different terms. We we had several people, and, and Ryan had, had talked about it, that got on the, the social media and said, oh, they don't care about what terms they are. We, we do need to be a little open-minded that regionally different things are going to come into play and, and different mindsets from somebody talking about a term from Texas versus somebody in the in the North talking about the term. And and I've got one of mine that we'll bring into play when Ryan's doing his, his, his top five. And there is one that I had sent to me via text. Uh, I believe this one is in the hog ring from uh, Mr. Goss. It uh, talks about a term. This one goes against social distancing. What would that mean, Ryan? This one goes against social distancing. I, I take it as though that's a good one, and I want to get up close to that one. Maybe. <laughs> but, but probably time appropriate. Definitely time appropriate with, with our COVID. You have to be there in the moment because a lot of these times you just say, uh, he said this or she said that. Well, there was probably more explanation than that. Absolutely. And, and you know what I'm saying? Or you could tell by the moment that it happened what that person was referring to and say, I mean, I think that could sound like a really cool term if I knew exactly how it was intended and meant, you know what I'm saying? But uh, agreed. And I think, I think probably popular right now. And, and just like Ryan going out there and, and describing things accurately, assumably accurately and still assumably educating my ass, sir. <laughs> and educating the public while, while being able to use some terms that are maybe entertaining, nothing wrong with bringing more things into play that are going to get more kids in the ring and more people watching the show. It's all a positive. So do you have a list of terms that you hate, sir? I, you, you, we've kind of, we've gone through and, and crossed off a few. Mine were not necessarily ones I hate as much as oh, I have mis- five I misunderstood. Hate. Well, you, you, I'll, I'll tune in on some of those and I have a couple more that are maybe misunderstood. No, I, 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 and I, again, hate, hate is I a hate. very strong word. No, and it is a strong word and I am going to say it. So anybody that came up with these or used these or whatever, I am oh sorry, my. and I will I'm apologize, apologize for hanging on you, yeah. but I hate these terms. I do. I, I'm apologizing for you in advance. These are like, see, these are the terms, th- these would be my nickels, okay, of the world right here. Th- 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 this would be my nickel list right here. I hate the Communist Chinese Party. Oh, there you go, Joe. You made that very clear on many occasions. So number five, yeah, number five is Geek Net. I don't know what a geek's neck looks like. I'm assuming like Ichabod Craneish, long, skinny, whatever. But like a geek is a negative connotation. I've never really said, man, that geek is hot. Now, careful, careful. No, geek is not negative. It could be insinuate intelligence, maturity. I'm not sure what else. Okay. In my world, geek is not a positive <laughs> term. Okay. And and I've never, ever thought about it like this, but a geek, if I, if, and I've never gone that far into thinking about it, but most geeks, when I think about them are pretty skinny and that gives them maybe an appearance of a little longer neck. Okay. And I, I've, whatever. Yeah. It's no, it's a bad term. It's not good. <laughs> there are 900 are other out. things you can do to describe a neck on any 
animal. If you need terms about it, call me. I'll be more than happy to share mine with you. But no, geek necked. I I'm I'm out. Like I I I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I have a problem. I'm going to be honest. I have a very very strong dislike for describing things what they think in a positive term with negative connotations. And again, in my world, I've never said, man, that geek is hot. So geek <laughs> just does not work for me. So you you take it and you hear that, you think negative exactly. going the wrong direction. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I can, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can sign off on that one. All right. Number four. And I, this one it goes back to I am a lover of breaking down, analyzing, and discussing all things structural integrity and correctness. And so when I hear this, I want to physically throw something. And I'm not going to lie. Squishy pastern is not positive in any way, shape, form, fashion. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. You are wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Is it the Wrong. is it the word or the fact that they're they're soft and they're too too too? They're using it as positive. There is nothing positive about one's pastern's being squishy. That is actually negative. Are we forgetting about Mother Nature here? Uh, you and Mother Nature, y'all go roast some s'mores <laughs> by the campfire somewhere your, else. Your this jungle is my cat top has five lists. Your your jungle cat has squishy pasterns. No. Yes. Or, oh yes. No. Oh, very much so. No. You were wrong. <laughs> you you're living in your squishy pastern is not. I don't like I don't like the term squishy. That that's a little bit like a nickel to me. That that I'm a little. I I think flexible. Flexible, a little softer. Great, stable. Not so. I mean, I say one snaps, crackles, and pops their pasterns when they do. Ooh, I dislike that. I, I do have. I do now have one. Well, I don't care. There's nothing wrong with when I say one snaps, crackles, and pops. No, I agree. I'm, what I'm saying is I, I despise those popping past. Oh, no, I, I do I, too. I, but like oh. everybody knows exactly what I'm saying when I say that. Like they get it. But uh, yeah. And, and most people don't even, they seem to ignore it. There's no way they don't see it, but they don't talk about it. No, it, it's, it's, it's very underrated, uh, under evaluated or rated, or they don't talk about it. They just let it go. But. You know, and we were talking about this, and I meant to bring this up earlier, but you were talking when we were talking about ease and effortless movement and all this other stuff. Your favorite friend, my mother, uh, she <laughs> this summer she came judge watch me judge show her my stepfather, Daddy J, and uh, I, I am a person that I when I judge I watch those animal come in, like I make sure that I can see how they move off their front end when they come in. Well, I don't go through and walk down the front of the line of them to steady their feet again. Because once again, you can do that when they walk in. Uh, she she was very, very upset and informed me several times that I needed to walk down the front to look at their feet again, which I didn't change what I do. But anyway, my point is, nobody ever gets in behind these animals and watches them go from behind. And that matters, too. I'm just saying it matters the most. In you my have opinion. to be, you have to evaluate soundness with all of it from all angles, but I'm glad. No, and, and you're right. Just like the popping pastor that, that, that concerns me deeply concerns me. We don't, we, people will ignore it. I, you can put whatever priority you want on it. You can use one to win a class if you want, as long as you say, Hey, this, this is present. I'm okay with it. 
when you talk about getting in from behind them, I will get behind all species, market or breeding, and watch them go away from me. And I am told by my my oldest daughter and others that in the cattle ring anymore, we don't really care how they move from behind. We just want to see them fill their their step on the profile and, and get out and move on the profile. I disagree. Yeah, I, I will talk to your children about this because that is wrong. And, and, and it wasn't it wasn't that she was pushing for that. She's trying to make me aware of what others that that I'm taking it. Well, to. she needs to tell them they're wrong because that is not correct. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's the common. I, I think it's in place right now in play. I, I really believe that, and it is concerning. That is incorrect. So number three, and this was another one that got a lot of traction on social media, but I had this, I made, I actually made my top five list before we put this on social media. I was going to go to 10 and then Dale was bitching about 10. So I cut down to five, but, <laughs> and I, this bothers me too, and I'll never understand it. And I do think you sound overwhelmingly stupid when you say this, but now be nice. This one has to be first or third. Yep. It was on there. I, 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 that makes zero sense to me. It has never made sense to me. <laughs> I knew this was going to go I, down this way. I path. don't. I, and I have never been there when this has been said and they followed it up with this one has to be first or third because of this reason. And it, I mean, they might have just said something. It did not make sense then. It does not make sense. If one can be first, you could say, you know, this one could be first or second and this one's going to be second because first or third, no. That is wrong. It is not correct. And I despise this so much. I have actually said, you know, this would be one of those situations where a judge <laughs> might say this one could be first or third, and they'd say it's going to be third. I'm going to say it just needs to be first, and we're going to use it first. Because, yeah, it annoys me. I don't, I don't like it. I, don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I agree with you completely. I'm going to try to shed some light on it just because I, I, I believe I And you would I be know. wrong, but go right ahead. I know I'm going to shed light on what they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with it. I, I disagree. I, I think what you're saying is exactly right. If we have one that is a little different, maybe more unique, maybe more plain, it doesn't matter what direction, but you've got top five, you've got one that's just different, maybe good, but different. And they're afraid to use the darn thing in first because it doesn't fit the others in the class, and and I could care less. If it's the highest quality one in there, maybe the most unique, whatever it may be, I'm completely with Ryan. Let's let's run with that one. Or if, if it has these unique traits but has a problem with it somewhere, then it, it can go second, third, I don't care, wherever it fits in. But they're trying to sometimes follow a pattern. There's a mindset that your first and, and second should look similar to each other when you come out in the champion draw. All these things, and that is wrong. And if there's, if there's, you literally just described all this and made my point so much more. Correct. Yes, that's what I, that's what I'm getting at. But that I think that's their mindset. I, I believe that to be. And if you have thousands of animals, if all the animals showed up at one place and you had that many good ones, you could probably have your champion and reserves and division all look pretty similar. If you had endless number of animals to evaluate, and there were that many good ones there. But that is just not the case most of the time, and and they aren't always going to look the same, and that's probably a good thing because that means we're actually sorting quality and not trying to fit them all in the the same box, even if they have an issue. Again, yeah, like it's terrible. It's not good. I don't like it. I really, 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 really bothers me on that, and I was glad that that was brought up on social media. I agree with all of y'all, and like he's saying, I know that there's great amount of people out there that sort shows that I respect their opinion that like to pattern things up. And I do, I do not, I I don't 
think there is a problem with that if that's what you want to do. I do not prescribe to that theory, and I will tell you why. And I'm not saying that I'm right and they're wrong. But I think good ones and great ones comes in all shapes, sizes, colors, and kinds. And you should just be able to recognize that they are elite or special or unique and all those things and describe that and own it, even though they're not exactly the same as the one you used the breed before or whatever. I just like finding those and appreciating them. I get that some people want them all to look exactly the same. I've never been that person. And I say multiple times at shows, I realize they don't all look like cookie cutter versions of each other. Again, unless you're at a show where there are thousands, you're not going to get that anyway. They should. Everything out there in a champion lineup, whether it's a breed or a grand lineup, if it's a show of average to above average numbers and quality, even though I don't think they have to look identical or be cookie cutters, I think they need to have similar traits. And those would be the things that are important to you as a judge, whatever they are. I I know what mine are. I don't want them to be sound. I want them to be stout. I want them to be incredibly sexy looking. And I think all those that in the grand drive should reflect those principles when I'm judging or if somebody else is judging what their priorities and emphasis are, even though they don't have to be cookie cutters. Understood. Agreed completely. I want to take it just a little bit further before you go on to your next one. And this, this maybe fits into the first or third. And I'm going to, I'm going to, Pick on the breeding side as we show a lot of our breeding stock. Oh, you did that already. Good job. By by age, what about that one that's really, really good and and built right, unique? So let's, let's just talk about a heifer class. The highest quality one in there, but she's 150 pounds light in that particular class. You know what I do with her? Tell me, sir. I use her. I don't look back and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it as it is. To me, that one may be a little slower growing, or what else might she be, Ryan? Mother Nature likes her? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she had their accurate birth date. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Oh, God. This is just <laughs> oh, a Jill. great can of worms. <laughs> this is a <laughs> whole something. other podcast, sir. It is. Not this one. But I am, I am out on using these that are bigger or heavier that aren't as good in all that had to happen as we moved to birth date. I'm out. Let's use the good ones. Let's not use midgets. Let's not use slow growing ones, but let's use the good ones and, and use a little practicality or common sense that maybe it was just a, an issue that we wrote the wrong birth date down on some in the class. When this episode airs, the inbox is going to be full about people backdating their tates on their whatever. Now you're fixing to get, is this not honest? I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I didn't say you're wrong. I just said that. And it bothers me when those really good ones get fall into second, third or fourth, because they're, they're not as heavy and maybe they are slower growing. Maybe I'm wrong. It's possible, but some of them are pretty damn good. They're getting beat for whatever reason. I have no problems using one that like you're describing, maybe not the biggest one. I also don't have a problem using the biggest one. If that's the best one. Exactly. I mean, there there is a level, like you said, we don't want to use slow growing, early maturing dinks. We also don't want to use elephants, but I I think especially on that breeding side, there are so many bulls that you could breed these heifers to, or, you know, it doesn't matter if it's breeding sheep, 
breeding pigs, breeding goats, same thing. There's so many sires out there that you can manipulate that overall size in the end that that's not that's not a huge factor in my evaluations. Agreed. So number two, and I, I'm going to say that this isn't said on the mic a lot. I have heard it sometimes, but it is very, very popular in the lingo and talking about livestock, and I can't stand it at all. It might be my number one if I'm right in what you're going to. This one doesn't suck. Bam. I cannot. I, I don't know. Mm-mm. Again, that's a negative connotation, and you're using it to describe an animal positive. It doesn't describe anything. It describes nothing. It's so stupid. It's just really. I am. I am further. I am further out on it than you are. It's number two. Oh, way further out. No, I, I could take it to one. I think, but I know where you're going with number one. I'd flip your top pair. Oh no, you're wrong on that. But like, not even knowing for sure what your number one is. But I'd, that that one, I've not heard a judge use it. I've heard it on a mic a couple of times. Have you? But I hear it a hundred times just talking stock at shows and like in just general whatever. And, oh, it just annoys me. I think it's just popular, trendy, popular, trendy, cool. I don't know what. Just a, a good one doesn't suck. That that's the, Instead of this is a good one. That one doesn't suck. That's that's where we're at in today's. I mean, I, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna target the youth more so than the older population with it. I, I've I've heard every age a person say it. So I mean, <laughs> but like, you have not you have not heard Daddy James use that. No, no, you're right. Okay, so no, nope. but, but I mean, I I just don't get that term. I don't like it. I I don't think. Yeah, I and like I literally <laughs> when it first started. It's been around for a little bit now. And so anyway, the, like when it was first, they like, oh, I mean, like cause all the snaps, like they'll send me a snap and be like, this one doesn't suck or whatever. And so we were at a show and I wasn't judging or anything. We were just there and uh, we were at the bar and someone's like, hey, that one of y'all's doesn't suck. And he was a good friend of mine. So I like literally just hit him so hard i was like if you ever say that about one of my animals in front of my face again i swear to god i uh but yeah i just i don't i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) i'm with you on that and and did that did that that didn't come up in social media though no it did not because it was more targeted towards maybe what we're saying in the ring no yeah and again i've only heard it a few times in the ring but uh it's more lingo and it is what it is. And so my number one, if y'all say I don't I don't I don't know if it's deserving of number one. Oh, it is the most deserving of number one because I get I violently shake when I hear this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if y'all use this, I'm not even gonna apologize because it's terrible. But anyway, checks all the boxes. I knew it was coming. I can't. I, I literally I, I have a physical reaction when I hear this. That's- First off, what is in the damn boxes? Okay? Like, what, what? And secondly, uh, were they sent UPS, FedEx, snail mail? I mean, what, what, what? This is... Continue. I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt. Just continue. This Rant, is go. the dumbest, stupidest way of describing this one. And, and then, they, then they never say what. And I get it's a checklist. I understand whatever and you think that what was on that you don't say you don't tell me 
checks all the boxes. Oh, I can't. Oh my god! I like. I feel my face getting hot right now as I'm talking about it. Like sitting here. <laughs> I, uh, uh, uh. I'm I'm a, I'm afraid to try to even explain what they're trying to say to you because you're going to get too upset. Oh, you just get with it because it, you will be wrong. <laughs> I I am with you on this one. I I am not offended by it. I simply oh I'm I interpret it similar to what we talk about earlier. One of the one of the terms that we we just it's it means different things to different people. I think when it's they say and checks they all never, the boxes and okay, it means different things to different people. And not a damn person that uses it tells me what it means to <laughs> no. them. I think they're trying to shorten and summarize that that one's damn near perfect, maybe. Or it's good in every single area, which we know is not, that's maybe not an accurate statement, but that is the impression that I get that this one takes care of every trait we need to, to be worried about in this particular arena. No. Yeah, it's probably not. It, it, it's not very descriptive. Let's, let's and take I, it and I, I'm going to say the reason this offends me so much, as someone who honestly tries very hard to describe stock in detail and accurately and not just class winner or you know all the way down i do make an effort to to try to describe those animals accurately and in great detail just to throw that out there it you just yeah yeah it it goes against what you're trying to accomplish Uh, it goes against every principle i have i'm not joking like i don't doubt that there's even reasons kids using that and in in their their or reasons oh they have and it's not good when i'm scoring i'm just telling you i i I think that i i highly doubt there's anybody else out there that it affects as negatively as you it literally goes against everything i stand for i'm serious (laughs) (laughs) it is not it has not bothered me when i hear it said and i don't know that i've used i have a physical reaction i'm not there there is there is no question you have that then that that was that was that was part of the reason to have this episode on on these terms you you wanted to get that off i I needed to in a public forum i needed i i mean i'm not sure i can move on now but i feel so much better and I, mean, I get it. What's what's that? Uh, what's that character you refer to me in from Frozen? Elsa, let it go. Elsa. Yeah, I know. I, I not, need to I'm, let it go. And I'm, <laughs> maybe now that I have had this moment, I can. But like, I'm not. I mean, Callie, who we we were here for the NFR, still here for the NFR, was part of her birthday. But we have been at shows and just sitting there watching. And someone will say, and like she takes oh. three steps back because she's worried someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> That's odd how that one that one does hit you that hard. I, it's just like you said, it, it the reason it hits me that way is because it literally goes against every principle I have when I'm out there. Just uh, we're just gonna phone it in, checks all the boxes. No, yeah, okay. Doesn't doesn't describe, doesn't Nothing. justify. Yeah. But so what were yours, Dale? Well, a couple that I have left and some that we had overlap, and mine aren't necessarily hated ones, but confused. And and the term Elsa applied to me is I hate to admit it, Ryan, but it's pretty accurate. <laughs> We've discussed this one before, and and I'm just going to ask you just to, to recap because it fits into this episode. Define feminine, and let's just use cattle. And this got brought up a little bit, and I don't know if it was defined feminine, but people were saying that like judges will refer to one being feminine and have a long skinny neck. Again, I think feminine is one of those things that, especially in cattle, 
you look at that one's head shape and you know also not and it's not just about the length or thinness of neck it's how that neck is laid in and the angles that it's at feminine a lot of femininity to me is in cattle like are they clean through their chest i think that is something that and you know their shoulder because i guess what and this is different for every judge i think of feminine i refer to like shoulders head neck because that's the same way that i when i look at a woman and like she's very that's beauty queens a lot of them are feminine and that is all from you know the shoulders above and so from shoulders to chest way that neck head neck set work and then again the actual look of that one's head and how it is shaped and that's a thing that a lot of people don't look at. I do. I mean, I I have said on the microphone before, this one has a head only a mother can love. And I mean, but so those are the things that I think go in when I am evaluating whether one's feminine. That is a perfect description. What confuses me is your description of that is very similar to what I would call the Northern description. And, and if I, if I believe you are from Crockett, Texas. Yes, I am. But your beauty pageant, association and way you analyze things that makes perfect sense in how you do that. And to me, that is a very accurate description of feminine, a little more refined, how it t- all the things you talked about works. If you go to what I call the South and the West, with the exception of you and, and a few others, and would use the term feminine, they're going more to a hard definition about reproducing and, and raising young on a consistent basis in terms of reproductive efficiency, laying down, giving birth, taking care of that calf, having adequate fleshing ability to stay in body condition to ovulate and reproduce. All of the things that that go into reproduction and raising young are attributed to feminine, and those cattle people are going to look at it as sound, able to get out, harvest pasture, get to food and water, body capacity, and a little bit of ease of fleshing so we have enough body condition when we're in a, in a tougher year that they can actually give birth. So it's almost, I'm not saying the opposite of what Ryan's describing in terms of that refined, but more fleshing ability, body and sound would be another definition. So I, I think it's a little bit regional and I think it's a term that's used a lot. And Ryan brought this up in a previous episode that maybe we tie to more feminine fronted or more feminine in her head and neck. And then all of a sudden, That means just what he's talking about, more refined, more of these things. But there is a perception that it's that it's about fleshing ability and and ease of calving and and all of those other things. So it's it's a battle. And I I think it is misunderstood from region to region. I know when I was coaching, I would be careful to allow my my students to talk about those little bit longer necked, more refined headed ones as feminine when we go to the Southern contest where it was a little more accepted here at Louisville and and some of those. So it, I'm, I'm going to play else on that one. That one's a hard one for me to let go, not because I dislike it. And I, I really like Ryan's definition of it, but I think it's, it's looked, it's considered different by different people, maybe as much as any single term. A lot of this goes back to what we've kind of been saying, depending on who that person is out there, what their personal experiences are, what, what they consider, how they use terms. All of that is going to be different from every single individual, there's not going to be a great deal of 
it's not always going to be consistent. And I can use a term and you can use a term and maybe we use the same term, but they don't mean the exact same things. And I guess that goes back to, I think you have to describe in more detail with more accuracy that term and why, like back up the reasoning why you think that is what it is. And I, I think that is something that we don't get enough, especially at like the jackpot or the county fair level, because like, you know, we've talked about maybe people aren't as excited, you know, with some of those smaller deals and stuff like that. So they're not trying to be as impressive as they can be. But I, I think that that's the thing for me. Like when you are using those terms, you need to also put on there why you think that one is that way. Makes makes perfect sense. I have a couple more that that, and I, I pulled this one off of uh, our social media. It caught a little traction. Swooped bellied. I know exactly what they're talking about, and it's darn sure popular. I saw this one too. Good friend of mine, Emily Griffiths, put it on there. I, I saw that one too. I, I totally get what she's saying. I haven't heard that as much in the ring as probably I have heard it some, but not. But I, it's kind of like the. This one doesn't suck when you're just talking about the cows at the ring. Yeah, yeah, it's got a little swoop to its belly and stuff like that. Probably, and I, I, I understand. I know what they're saying, but again, probably not the best way to say it. <laughs> Agreed. And one of the last things I can I can toss out there real quick is Ryan. I'm not so sure that I can get away with using the the term sexy in the show ring, and I'm not sure that you and I would define sexy as the same. No, and I got called out for this on like somebody, they were talking about terms that they didn't think was good or whatever. And it was like, somebody said sexy. I was like, and somebody wrote back, I think Ryan has that one copyrighted. And that, <laughs> definitely, I need to get that one copyrighted. But in all reality, I, I probably look at it similar. If, if I'm going to use that term, I bet we, we probably use it on the same ones. And this goes back to everything in life is genetics and environment because I went to 5,000 million shows as a small child and heard people say the same things over and over and over and over and over again and i would be bored to tears i never want to be boring so yeah i say things differently but i try to back them up with you know why i feel that term fits there that's just me and that's how i am and that's how it's gonna be and if you don't i I see the looks when i say things like that and (laughs) i i know everybody doesn't get it or like it or appreciate it that's fine i mean it's okay. You're not offended by it? No, I'm not offended at all. I mean, like, I, I tell people all the time, like, I'm just here to do me, and you've got an opinion, <laughs> and you've got an opinion today. I'm the one with the mic, so it's going to be my opinion. And if you think I'm absolutely nuts, that's good, too. No, I mean, I, I actively think of different ways to things. Say And, like, again, I'll never forget the first time I said, there's no doubt when you get in behind this one, it's built like a Kardashian. Everyone knew exactly what I was referring to, that that steer had a really big ass. But it wasn't 30 minutes, and people had said that I said that one was Kardashian assed on the mic. and all that. I, I didn't cuss on the mic. I said built like a Kardashian. But again, people take things, twist things, hear things differently, all this other stuff. But I, I've seen the looks when I say things. Like this summer, and I've used it a couple times, this we were describing breeding sheep and there was one out of class one that was very young, immature, that was super good looking. There was an older one 
you know, out of the last class, different level of maturity, but still really, really good. I was like, to say one is better looking than the other, it's like comparing a cougar to a teenager. They're both good looking. They're just at different <laughs> points in their life. And again, I think you even got a phone call about that one, Dale. But I mean, I think I might have. <laughs> so there you go. And then, and you know, I have to admit, and, and I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I was not sure what a Kardashian looked like. I had to learn it from the fact that Ryan was using big butted ones in the ring. And I, I kind of tied it together because I, I was clueless. I'll never. The reason I won't forget that is because I didn't know who's dark headed girl. I didn't know whose animal it was or anything like that. But I said that. And I, this one, this one friend of mine that was standing there ringside, he literally fell to the ground. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> okay. And so you're out there and this calf had won the class. And so like you're out there and you're describing, you're seeing this and like you're trying not to break and not, you know, laugh or, you know, stay on stride and whatever. So, yeah, I, I'll never forget that. That was a lot of fun for me. But next. Well, this 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 episode was not meant to necessarily be as educational as I think it may have turned out to be, but just fun. And I think it was fun. And we got some terminology out there. And I think we stimulated Orion putting a post up, especially on his personal page, stimulated a lot of discussion about this that that's good to talk about. And I think that's kind of what we want to get accomplished. And the problem that we have today is as we move into question and answer, and you know, Ryan, sometimes question and answer is kind of my favorite part. Uh, yeah, because I never know jack shit about no, it's it. Always, so, it's yeah. always so good. And this is this is going to be proof today that you had no idea, and I, I honestly didn't know what they were going to be until about 10 minutes before we started recording, and I pulled a few up from uh, actually Facebook messages. Um, they were ones I was going to introduce that really flow into today's main topic. The three question and answers that I had were what is a nickel, what is sound describing, and what is the rationale behind when a judge says one goes first or third? There you go. I, I think I think you know what? I think we're done with question and answer. How yeah, was that? We, we covered that explicitly. <laughs> it's easy. What I what I would like to remind our listeners, and I'm not very good about this, please follow or like Beyond the Ring on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. In any of the ratings, you can go to into your Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those things are all appreciated. And Ryan and I enjoy doing this every week and, and hope we can continue to do this for a long time. Ryan, it's it's been a, another great week. Yeah, well, you have three weeks of topics to come up with, sir. I'm just saying. I do. The world rests uh, sh- your shoulders. The Shree one doesn't work, does it? No, it's not going to work. I mean, nobody's going to listen. The, the, the Ryan's childhood stories, <laughs> I, I think they would listen. The, yeah, and if she's telling them, they're all going to be lies. <laughs> as long as they're funny. It's good. Right. Well, again, not <laughs> trying to step on anybody's toes, hurt anybody's feelings with this episode. I got called out several times on it. And again, it doesn't offend me. So if if you are offended... I'll apologize, but I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you for another another good episode. Until next week, be safe. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>